Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey everybody, welcome to Positively Wrestling. I am Tim Kennard, and the other corner man I have... Mr. Steven Davidson, how you doing? Doing all right. How's it going? Uh, it's going well. Uh, back here for another show. Today, we are going to take a little deep dive into women's wrestling. Um, and the reason behind this show is basically it's one of the things, part of the product that we both really, really enjoy, especially now we kind of think it's a little better than the male counterparts right now. And uh, we're going to kind of just go through a history of where it was and how it got to where it is now. Um, I guess the best way to start is let's, let's take a trip back to the 80s. And I know you are probably more of a, an aficionado with knowing a lot of names and performers from the 80s. Um, so who were some of your, your big favorites back then and some of the big women's wrestlers back in the 80s? Well, when I first started watching, I started watching between the first two WrestleManias. And so that was right in the rock and wrestling era. And so almost as big as Hogan and Piper was Wendy Richter and the fabulous Moolah. And of course, Cindy Lauper was right there alongside Wendy Richter. And it was a huge deal. Um, and Wendy Richter, to me, was as much a wrestling as anybody. Um, but there weren't, outside of those two, the the... Fabulous Moolah and Wendy Richter, in the WWF at least, there weren't a whole lot of other names. It was basically those two uh, carrying the load for an entire division. Um, you, you'd have somebody else every once in a while step in for a match because they have to wrestle somebody besides each other. But no one with any real clout or any real, any real credibility. Um, nobody until Sherry Martell came along uh, in the later 80s. And then you finally had somebody else. And, um, yeah, it, it, and it, they were very much wrestlers in the sense that they did wrestling moves. But a lot of the wrestling moves were catered to being female. Uh, they'd throw each other around by their hair or right. those sorts of things, things that guys didn't do. So it, it was women's wrestling. But as, as physical as they got and as popular as some of them got it wasn't really traditional wrestling professional wrestling i mean in in the sense that we think of because they were still whether by choice or by mandate they were still wrestling differently than what we saw from the men right and and it seemed back then they and again you'd have you know kind of the one rivalry going on and that's really all you had because uh, that's all the time that they really wanted, I guess, to allot to that. Um, but, of course, back then, when you had such giants like Hogan, the giant, uh, Andre, I mean, not Paul White. Uh, <laughs> yes, and, yes. You know, Piper and all the huge names and just gargantuan beasts of men <laughs> back then. <laughs> yes. Um So, yeah, the women didn't get that much of a spotlight except for maybe one match. And... Right. Now, they did get an opportunity at Survivor Series 1987. There was a women's elimination tag match, oh. and uh, it featured 
many of those names. Um, Rock and Robin was another name that came along towards the end of the eighties. Right. Uh, Jake Roberts' sister. She was Jake the Snake Roberts' sister. Um, oh. along I didn't with realize Sam, that. <laughs> yeah, Jake Roberts, Sam Houston, and Rock and Robin were all siblings in real life. Wow. Um, nice. And uh, she traded the belt back and forth with uh, Sherry Martell, Sensational Sherry. Uh, probably the biggest, the the biggest change in what we saw was with the arrival of women's tag team wrestling, and the rivalry between the Glamour Girls, Lalani Kai and Judy Martin, um, and the Jumping Bomb Angels was so popular that they created, for the first time, despite what you may have heard a couple years ago, uh, the WWF Women's Tag Team Championship. Ah. And they created it for that rivalry. It basically lasted through that rivalry, and when that rivalry was over, the belts went away. Um, But they had a match at the Royal Rumble, a tag team title match at the Royal Rumble, and now... Contrary to what we just said, the Jumping Bomb Angels wrestled like wrestlers. They didn't wrestle like women. They were doing things that were more dynamic than what you were seeing from the men. And uh, they made an impact on me. And I wasn't looking at it as women wrestling. I was looking at it as, this is freaking awesome wrestling. Like, who are these two? I want more of them. And then, of course, they went away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were gone. They were gone. Uh, um. And then it was kind of back to the status quo of, you know, one big rivalry in the in the coming years. Although uh, in the 80s, uh, we did see the start of and they had always been there. But then, of course, we got Miss Elizabeth and talk about just a persona that just changed, you know, the idea of a valet and how just everybody was in love with Miss Elizabeth. Miss Elizabeth was my first crush as a kid. If you don't count cartoons, technically, I guess Smurfette gets the nod there. But if we're <laughs> counting real people, uh, Miss Elizabeth was my first crush. Um, and the dynamic with her and Randy Savage was completely different from anything we'd seen because he was a heel and she was absolutely a face. And right. her being that sympathetic face that everyone loved partnered with the heel that treated her like garbage really helped put Randy Savage over Randy Savage is a household name. Everybody knows Macho Man Randy Savage. Even people who aren't wrestling fans and never were wrestling fans know Macho Man Randy Savage. And I don't know that that would have happened without Miss Elizabeth. Ah, I I tend to agree because you're right. That dynamic really was something special. Um, And I mean, it even and when it eventually turned, it helped him even be an even bigger face. Absolutely. Um, I I know we're going to talk about one of your absolute favorite moments. Uh, uh, as it relates to to women, and we can say to Miss Elizabeth, uh, but of course the after WrestleMania the match with Warrior, and they're reuniting. Yes, uh, which was I mean huge. Uh, from an emotional standpoint, from a fan standpoint, just made you feel good. Yeah, and it was just it was just awesome. There were people crying in the audience. It got them on camera. They made sure to. Um, oh, I'm sure. I was crying at home. I was 12, um, a week away from being 13, maybe three weeks away from being 13. I was, I was young, too yes. young to be crying at something like this. But I was, <laughs> I, was, I was so emotionally invested in both of their characters. And like everybody else, everyone wanted Randy Savage so desperately to treat her right. And when she made the save after the match with the Warrior, the Ultimate Warrior WrestleMania Seven. Um, he was being attacked by Sensational Sherry, who had taken her place, taken Elizabeth's right. place, 
as as his manager, and uh, he just lost a career match to the Ultimate Warrior. And Sensational Sherry said to herself, "Well, if his career is done, my career is done. I don't have anybody to manage." So she got in, and he was beaten. He was down. He couldn't defend himself. So she started attacking him. And when Elizabeth hopped the rail and came and made the save, and he embraced her, it was what we had wanted to see since basically 1985. It was six years of build to see Randy Savage actually acknowledge and embrace Elizabeth the way that we all thought she should be, the way that we all wanted to. And, uh, yeah, like you said, it made him a bigger face. Um, He had the face run from 1988 to 1989 and that was good but it was still hampered by that jealousy because you could see through the whole year the jealousy he had towards hogan yeah the hogan that was such a great and and they talk about long-term storytelling Mm -hmm. back then is when it was so brilliant but of course they didn't have seven hours of programming every week and a pay-per-view every month and a pay-per-view every month but yeah they just they worked it so well the seeds that they planted yeah. And then they call back to him at the next pay-per-view, and you're just like, oh, oh now, now you start to see the picture. But I, I loved that that whole jealousy angle, that little run with the mega powers exploding. <laughs> yeah, and the whole thing hinged on Elizabeth. She was the linchpin of the entirety of Randy Savage's WWF run up until around 1992, um, which was almost his entire run. And so without her he wouldn't have had the impact that he had. And so she wasn't a wrestler. She never wrestled a single match, um, but she made an impact and she did it in a way that didn't require her taking off her clothes. It didn't require her, require her um, basically becoming a poster child, a poster child. That's weird. Poster girl (laughs) uh, for, for the company uh, in that sense, like a, a bikini model. She wasn't a model. She could have been, but that's not how they used her. Right. They used her as um, the classy woman that both men and women loved and that kids looked up to and that everyone, uh, it's a cliche, you either want to be or you want to be with her, but that's what it was. And uh, yeah, we haven't seen, I'm not sure we've seen that since then, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, when you really think about it, you're right. I don't think we have. Um I think there may have been some that they've tried, but unsuccessfully, or they didn't give long enough time to let it gestate. And then they just said, no, and we'll go a different direction. Um, But as we said, with, with, with Liz and Savage kind of going into the nineties, kind of a good way to segue also into the nineties where uh, with women's professional wrestling, we started to see the likes of like Alundra blaze come onto the scene. Uh, Of course she had been on the scene before wrestling as Medusa, Mm-hmm. Um, in NWA slash WCW, mm-hmm. um, and but I, I do remember the match she had with Bull Nakano. Um, yeah, and uh, again, I'm not. Run. Yeah, and that culminated in a WrestleMania match, correct? SummerSlam, SummerSlam, a SummerSlam match. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember really digging that match. Uh, yeah, and and they were wrestlers. They they weren't wrestling like girls. They weren't they weren't doing a bunch of roll-ups and a bunch of hair tosses. They were doing German suplexes and flying leg drops. Um, so it, it was good stuff. At the same, But again, just like in the 80s, uh, they were all. That was it. Uh, WWF didn't bring anybody else in to fill the, the roster out, the women's roster out. And so yeah. it was, they tried with Bertha Faye, 
Uh, But that that wasn't quite the same. Um, She was a good character, but she she couldn't have the athletic matches that we were seeing from Volnacano and Alundra slash Medusa. So it was a good try. And, uh, you know, she was a women's champion and she she did a lot of great stuff and had a lot of great matches. And she certainly left a mark, her mark. And um, she deserves the the spot she has in the Hall of Fame. Just a shame that she didn't have more to work with besides one person in her WWF run, at least. Yeah, because, of course, uh, with Alundra, uh, of course, famously (laughs) as the. Monday Night Wars in the in the 90s when WCW finally went head to head uh with WWF uh one of the first shots fired um was Alundra coming onto TV and dumping the women's championship in the trash uh declaring herself Medusa and wow <laughs> and what a what a blow that had to be i mean for the WWF at the time it um, uh, it hampered any any I, any any thoughts they had of reinvigorating a women's division was gone. Yeah, in that moment, and that's when it kind of became just valets, um, and you didn't see any type. Maybe uh, like a, a rare, maybe mixed tag with a valet somewhere in there, but there was no real women's wrestling going on for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I'd say at least. Um, and then with WWE and uh, with WCW as well, they kind of really leaned into the eye candy um, uh, side of things with women in uh, the mid to late 90s um, as they went head to head. And we kind of saw the dawn of the Attitude Era mm-hmm. um, and with like the NWO and everything else. And they were just trying to one up each other and, you know, sex sells. Mm-hmm. I mean, back then. 19, 20, you know, that's 18, 19, 20s, come of the years in there. And, and, uh, hot women on TV. I, I was, I gravitated toward it. I mean, you yeah. talk about Sonny. Let me come on, Sonny. Tammy Sitch. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. So, so hot back then. That was one of, you know, I, because we have this, uh, I'm going to tell the funny little anecdote story. <laughs> um, and I love this story. And people just, people who weren't there just can't appreciate it <laughs> the yeah. way. Um, but we were in, this is when we were in Richmond, I believe. It was Greensboro. Oh, Greensboro. Okay, Greensboro. And we were at a signing, and Sonny was managing the Legion of Doom at the time. And they had him set up uh, at the meet and greet. And you had, uh, like, the picture with the three of them. And to get him, and you stopped at each station to get him to sign. And it was Hawk, Sonny, and then Animal at the end, I think is how it was. I think it's the other way around. Oh, other way Animal, Animal. Animal, Sonny, Hawk. And so I go, I go up, I get Animal to sign it. <laughs> I hand it to Sonny. I am so starstruck and dumbfounded at the beauty of this woman that I walk straight past Hawk. <laughs> and as I'm told, you guys said, he kind of had that handout kind of <laughs> trailing to chase me to grab it. Yeah. <laughs> then, yeah. You took that autograph and you ran. <laughs> I was just like, I'm good. I, ca- I got what I came for. Yep. I got what I came for. That's why um, you were there. Yeah. I just remember his, his hand just out expecting. And, and I don't know. I guess he understood. <laughs> I'm sure he was just like, okay, well, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure it happened a lot. <laughs> 
went while she was uh, their manager. Um, but yeah, Sunny really kind of yeah, Sunny and Sable. It was Sunny yeah. and Sable. And they did bring back the women's championship around that time. In fact, Sable was women's champion, but it, it wasn't. It, it was it was an excuse for stories more than anything. Yeah, uh, you had good wrestlers. Sable had, and Jackie. You had Jackie, right? So you had Jackie trying to hold the place down a little bit. Um, Sunny never wrestled, and that's a good thing. Yeah, I would imagine. Um, but uh, yeah, it was safe. And then Luna, Luna, Luna came in. Yeah, Luna was Sean. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about someone who broke the mold. There, yeah. there's Luna who <laughs> you, everybody else around her, like you said, is going for the eye candy, and she's like, uh, "Not me. Um, I'm going to be what I've always been." And we hear that she was not the easiest to deal with backstage, and that's kind of what what did her in at the time. But on camera, whether it was managing Bam Bam Bigelow or or in a rivalry with Sable. Uh, she she definitely carried her weight and brought something different to the show at a time when not many women were bringing something different to the show. Right. Um, and then, uh, you know, then you had Medusa over on WCW, but even their women's division was very stagnant at the time. It, mm-hmm. Like, it was her against rando people, really. <laughs> I can't yeah. even remember another one until you get a little bit further, and I know Daphne mm-hmm. um, went to WCW at one point. And yet Mona and Mona. Yeah. Holly Holly. Yep. Um, and I remember they did have, uh, Asia, which was their counter programming to China. Um, and maybe one or two more that I just can't think of. And of course, Miss Elizabeth was back there with part as part of the NWO, not wrestling, of course, but, um, but yeah. So, and then as the attitude era went, on, of course, like I say, Sable uh, and Jackie and Luna were kind of holding down the fort. And then we got people like Lita, mm-hmm. who started out as a valet to S.A. Rios. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and Trish mm-hmm. uh, Stratus came in as a valet as well. Um, and again, and Trish, you look at it because she was a fitness model and everything. So it's like, okay, more eye candy. Mm-hmm. Um but then we we soon found out, and and to her credit, she put a lot of work in. Yeah, and she became uh, a phenomenon. She did as far as being a women's wrestler. She showed that oh yeah, I look good, but I can go. Yeah, she worked really really hard, and um, both she and Lita and others at the time, China as yep. well. China not not in the ring. What others were. But she she brought something different to the show, and she China showed probably before anybody that women could maybe be a main event at some point. Yeah, uh, she never was, but I don't think anybody would have would have scoffed at it had she been a main event on a Raw or something like that. I mean, she was she's former Intercontinental Champion. She won the Intercontinental Championship. First woman to ever enter the men's Royal Rumble. Yeah. And not so, only that, eliminate someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so we had China and, yeah, Trish and Lita. Uh, they had their own looks, their own personalities. Um, and they got in there and they wrestled. And they did main event. They did main event Raw uh, a couple of times, uh, both as part of a mixed tag and one-on-one. And Trish worked hard, like you said. And she shouldn't have become what she became. It, it, the odds were against her. She didn't care. She didn't care about the odds. Yeah. 
put the work in and 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 became so excellent in the ring. And like I said, that main event with Lita on Raw, amazing. Uh, Lita, and actually one of my favorite quotes uh, from the WWE Network and their um, Monday Night War docuseries thing they did is from Randy Orton. And he's talking about Lita and he's like, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm watching, and here's this. This hot girl, she's up there, she's doing flips and everything. She does a hurricane rana. That's some cool shit right there. <laughs> it yeah. makes me laugh yeah. every time. But the fact, you know, a guy who um, is a future Hall of Famer has won, seen, and done it all, recounting when he was younger, seeing that and being like, wow, blown away. And that's how I yeah. think we all felt. It was just like, whoa. Um, yeah, because hurricane ranas and moonsaults weren't weren't girl wrestling. They were wrestling. That's what all the women wanted to do. And they were getting to do it still at the same time. They, they were still also being pushed into chocolate pudding in a pool matches. Yeah. So it was this weird dichotomy of, okay, this week you actually get to do what you want to do and what everybody wants to see you do. And then the next week um, you're in a bikini contest. So progress was being made and there was hope there. That that women women's wrestling could be what they wanted it to be and what we wanted it to be, but it wasn't quite there yet. Um, I think Vince Russo probably had a lot to do with that. Um, he blocked me on Twitter because I essentially told him that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't really care. Um, I'm not one of these who brags. Oh, so and so blocked me on Twitter. I'm going to put it in my profile. So and so blocked me on Twitter. I'm not going to do that, but. No, um, he he was defending the way he sexualized the women over their, over their um, ability to wrestle, and I just kind of called him out on it nicely, nicely. I wasn't I, was, I wasn't cursing or name calling. Then he blocked me anyway. Um, so he, I, I'd say he had a lot to do with that. Um, you, you certainly can't blame the women. They were yeah. doing everything they could do, and considering what they had to work with and the opportunities they were given. They did more than I would have been able to do. Um, so that that's that was another huge step forward. The Trish Lita era, Gail Kim was in there, right? And uh, nobody out wrestles Gail Kim. She she's as good as anybody has ever been, and she gets overlooked way too often. And her name gets left out of the conversation, and uh, it shouldn't because uh, nobody nobody understood had to put on a wrestling match like Gail Kim did. And uh, so she was in there. She won the women's title in her first match in the company. Um, My personal all-time favorite female wrestler, Mickey James. Yep. Uh, in a very famous program with Trish. Yeah. Um, and one of... Uh, my absolute favorite matches is Trish and uh, uh, Mickey at WrestleMania, where Mickey wins the belt. Um, just... So good. A little controversy in there, too, with the, mm-hmm. how they played that angle. But still, um, very, fa- I mean, fantastic in the ring. And what good storytelling in that program, I felt as well, with the whole kind of stalker fan uh, dynamic. Swim fan thing, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, it was over, too. I mean, that was WrestleMania 22 in Chicago. And uh, that, that got as big a reaction as anything on the show. Um, it was great storytelling from from both and by that point trish was an excellent wrestler um mickey had always been an excellent wrestler and uh the two of them together they just they nailed it um and people will point to to 
people look for the worst in everything, and that's kind of what we're not doing here. Um, and so, you know, they'll I, when I say what we're not doing here, what you and I are not doing on this podcast. Right. And so, um, people will point to, well, they messed up this spot or whatever. So what? So what? Look at the story. Listen to that crowd. People are going to mess spots up. It's going to happen. It actually makes it more realistic. Hey, you're a basketball fan, right, Tim? Yeah. Uh, does somebody, uh, anytime a professional or even college or any basketball player, every time they take a shot, do they make it? No. No. Why? Percentages, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Math. Math. Yeah. No, you're not going to make it. If it's a real athletic competition, you're not going to nail everything the way you want to. So don't look at messing up a spot as something that takes away from the match. It adds to the realism of it. You don't want anybody to get hurt, but focus on what they do right because they do way more right. Everybody's going to mess up every once in a while. And really what you want to look at is how they handle it. And as long as they handle it well and look at what they did right, um, and they, those two did a lot right that night and they had the crowd in the palm of their hand. And, um, I just remember Mickey on the outside of the ring and the crowd just roaring for her and she just throws her head and arms back and just soaks it in. Uh, one of my favorite, probably my favorite moment from that WrestleMania, actually, Th- that's the first match I think of when I think of WrestleMania 22 is Mickey and Trish. Nice. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, that, yeah. What she does, the kind of bask in it. Yeah. Kind of lean back it, and the crowd is just God, she was so over with that victory too. It's like wow. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Um and that I mean that that could be for another show to talk about the evolution of crowds in wrestling. Yeah. Uh but moving on, um, of course, I mean, that was a great that was a great time for women's wrestling um then. And then to me, it kind of took a step back. Yeah, I think so, too. Mm -hmm. As we kept going forward, um, because they were still doing the eye candy thing, but then we kind of got into the early 2000s and mid-2000s, and we got into what a lot of people refer to as the PG era. (laughs) And uh, they changed how they – and the competition went away. They they had bought out WCW, um, so there's no more Monday Night War. You're not competing for those ratings that uh, head-to-head anymore. So they didn't have to take as many risks as far as the risque material. And with the contract they had with USA Network, of course, they had to tone a few things down. And so we kind of went into less of the eye candy except for just a little bit of valet. But then we got the diva era kind of came in. And they were not necessarily looking for the best wrestlers, but it was here's some athletic women who are real easy on the eyes, and let's put them in matches. And I mean, let's be fair; they weren't great. They weren't great. They weren't the worst we'd ever seen. Yeah, they were not better the worst. than all, all better, due respect, better than those ice cream and yeah, yeah. I don't fault any of the women for 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 putting the effort right. in. Um, and that includes those that were in the chocolate pudding matches, by the way. Yeah. They were just doing what they were told. They were doing yeah. what they were told. The, the guidance and instructions they were given, they were running with it. Right. I got no problem. They did with the that. best they could with what they were given. Right. But again, if you break it down in just a technicality kind of standpoint, they just weren't the best wrestling matches. Right. Um, well, they they weren't trained to be wrestlers, and yeah. neither neither were a lot of these women that were as athletic as they were. Like you said, um, like the Bellas. Yeah. Who, 
were in great shape or, you know, Eve, who was in great shape, um, they just weren't trained to be wrestlers. And it's hard to take someone who didn't plan on doing this and probably came in with something else in mind when they took the job and then say, well, you're going to do this. Now, we had some. We had uh, Beth Phoenix. Right. And we had Melina, who I, I... you know, I, I I don't know her history, and I probably feel like I should from before WWF, but she turned out to be much better than uh-huh. I think she should have been, or we would have expected. And Gail Kim was was back at the time; she'd gone away, and Gail had come back. And really, if if you wanted to see them, there were times when we got to see them wrestle, but it was on the the B shows. Yeah. It wasn't on Raw. It wasn't on SmackDown. They weren't. It was on they- Velocity. They weren't in the main event or even, you know, the the second important hour of Raw at the time kind of slot. They it just again, Velocity, Superstars, you know, whatever show was kicking around at the time. Or if Sunday Night on, Heat. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or if they were on Raw, they got three minutes. Yeah, it was just. Uh. And no, I don't care how good you are. You might be able to put together one great three minute match. But then after that. What do you what do you, you can't have the same match every time? Yeah. So what what can you expect when you're not given the opportunity? And so they had some great athletes and they did have a handful of great wrestlers, but they weren't giving them the chance to do what they could do. Yeah. And as I say, I give a lot of credit to the Bellas and to Eve. As the careers went on, they became much better in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um and, and Alicia did Fox on, was another one. Alicia, Alicia Fox. Fox, yeah. Yep. Um and really got better and kind of lent us into where we finally got the, um, I think it what was, it, it was, uh, we got AJ Lee coming in, co- coming in. Um, we've got, um, who am I forgetting? Paige, mm. uh, coming in. Emma. Emma. Uh, and we started to see, uh, some more wrestlers coming Caitlin. in. Caitlin, um, that had some better in ring chops. We'll say, um, and it started to be promising, but then they were still relegating them to very short matches. They, uh, they were. were, um, and, and talking about Paige and talking about Emma, um, now we're getting into the, the, the genesis of NXT and yes, really when it, when it took off. But if, if someone's Paige gets a lot of credit for starting the current women's revolution i think most people would would point to her as the 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 spark that lit that flame i think she helped i don't think she was the spark i think you already mentioned the spark and i think the spark that lit that flame was aj lee she she was the one she came in and she she was different she wasn't the the supermodel she was a regular girl and um she was unapologetically herself she wasn't going to get the implants she she wasn't going to do all that stuff that we used that we were used to seeing the other women do. She turned down a spot on Total Divas, didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, she she was herself, and the crowd took to her. The audience took to her, and much like Miss Elizabeth, she found herself as part of the main event scene. She was yep. right there when Daniel Bryan and CM Punk were fighting over the WWE Championship. She mm-hmm. was right there in that angle. Um, and she did it through pure force of will and pure talent. She was great in the ring. I think up to that point, her match at Payback, where she won the uh, Divas Championship from Caitlyn, 
was the best match I'd seen in WWF up to that point. Wow. Um, and they didn't get a whole lot of time. They got seven or eight minutes. That's all they got. But they were both good enough to understand how to take that seven minutes and turn it into something memorable and turn it into something that people were going to talk about. And they did. Um, so she was great in the ring, but she was amazing on the microphone. Yes. Um, she she was there with CM Punk. I think they stood side by side as microphone talents. And um, she got her character over. And people, I loved her. I I flew to freaking New Orleans to meet her. Um, she she was my favorite woman at the time for sure, and one of my favorites ever to this day. Um, and I think she started it because she was a great wrestler. She was great on the microphone. She put herself in the main event, and she owned it. And uh, from there, we started to see the women on NXT get more attention and get more time. And yeah. I think her success and showing what she was capable of led to that. I agree. A hashtag, I dig crazy chicks. <laughs> right. I loved AJ Lee. I did. Yep. I thought she was fantastic. Um, and then, of course, it mentioned Paige and that memorable moment after WrestleMania uh, where she comes out on Raw. AJ puts the championship on the line and we get but 30 seconds and a new champion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, before that, we had Paige versus Emma on the first takeover. Oh, that's and, right. The very first takeover. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, that was a tremendous match. And if, if anybody hasn't seen that match, go go find that first takeover. It's the very first NXT show on WWE Network. And watch that match. Because uh, that, I think... For me, it's still my favorite match either one of them ever had. And I'm not saying they didn't have other good matches. They did. But that's still my favorite one. Um, I, at the time, was not as familiar with that roster. Uh, NXT wasn't, before being on the WWE Network, it wasn't on any official sort of network or or channel that we could, you had to kind of dig through and watch a stream of it. And I just, I've never been good at that stuff. Um, So I just, I, I wasn't watching it until it was on the network. Um, and they blew me away. Um, I found myself more of an Emma guy than a Paige guy, but I certainly appreciated what, what Paige brought as well. Not just in the ring, but as far as character and look and just being herself. Um, so if AJ was the spark, I can agree that uh, Paige... Uh, Paige. Paige. <laughs> Paige. That's the tag team we need. AJ come back. Paige comes back from it uh, does an edge return and we get PJ <laughs> for the women's tag team championship. And I hate those stupid portmanteau nicknames too. And I just <laughs> did one. Ah, uh, now it's going to happen. We have prophesied. <laughs> um, what I was trying to say is that if AJ was the spark, Paige fanned the flames. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Now I'm just going to be thinking about Paige all night. <laughs> That's hilarious. But no, I agree. Yeah. Um, the two of them instrumental uh, in uh, the revolution of women's wrestling uh, coming about. And of course, we got the hashtag give divas a chance um, that led a, a Twitter storm and, and lit the Internet on fire overnight after 
Well, I think it was like a three-minute match or something. It wasn't even that. It was a tag team match on Raw with the Bellas where uh, where they won with a kick and the, the their, their face plant finisher. That was it. The match lasted seconds, not minutes. Oh, just seconds. It was oh. seconds. And people had 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 enough. And Give Divas a Chance trended for literally days. Yeah. It trended for days. And... That kind of led us into the women's evolution as we know it in WWE. Um, we finally got to a point where it was no longer going to be a Divas championship. It was just going to be a women's championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, they stopped referring to them as Divas. Mm-hmm. And they were women's wrestlers or performers or superstars. Mm-hmm. Um, but And they kind of took away the stigma and the connotation that it's inferior compared to the other product. It's on the same level now. Hey, we want to treat it exactly the same, which is what they was the right move. And I think they needed to do a lot earlier. Yeah. And that didn't come about just because the fans wanted it. You know, the, the talents had to be able to, to back it up. They had to be able to deliver. And so really what brought it about? Yes, there was the hashtag and that, that helped, but um, once Paige fanned those flames, um, the four horsewomen set the whole damn forest on fire. Oh, yes. Um, and without the four horsewomen, I don't think WWE would have felt like they had anyone to give a chance to. At least not in the sense uh, that, not, not in the way that the fans wanted them to. Um, because before, you know, changing the Divas title and all that. We still had these takeovers, and Charlotte, Sasha, uh, Bailey, and Becky were going out there and stealing the show on every one of them, mm-hmm. um, starting with the Fatal 4-Way that they had. Still to this day, the only Fatal 4-Way that the four horsewomen have had with each other, um, the one where Sasha won the championship. It wasn't the first great match that the four horsewomen had had together, but that was the first one, I think, where people started to take notice and and realize it wasn't a fluke that, that these four were having great matches together. Um, and then from there, we had Sasha versus Becky at the next takeover. And I, that was universally praised as the best match on the show. Mm-hmm. And it just kept going until we got to, well, NXT Brooklyn takeover. Yeah. And what an amazing match uh, between Sasha and Bailey. Just incredible. It still watching wrestling and I would still be watching wrestling today regardless because it's just kind of in my blood and I can't get right. it out but I was I was watching wrestling out of habit um, my favorites were gone AJ Lee was gone CM Punk was gone uh, Daniel Bryan was injured so he wasn't around and so I was watching but I wasn't enjoying anything I right. did start to take notice of the four horsewomen but then Sasha and Bailey went out there and they had that match. And I, I watched that match and I thought, they're doing everything right. This is everything that I look for in wrestling. This, it's, it's exciting and it's suspenseful and it's dramatic, but it's also believable. They're not having to, to do crazy things that could never be done in an actual athletic competition in order to make this match those things 
Um, and everything about it, from Stephanie's introduction to the video package leading into it, to their ring entrances, to their timing, everything about that match hit home for me. And that match brought me back and made me a true wrestling fan again. And uh, I have been ever since. And for me, that's where I started to realize, oh, the women are better than the men. And, of course, there are, you alluded to that at the top of the show. And there are, of course, going to be exceptions on both sides to that. But generally speaking, from there, I started to notice that the women were putting more thought into what they were doing out there in the ring, into making it those things exciting and suspenseful but believable. Um, and in the process, saving their own bodies, extending their careers, um, but also making things exciting and, and fun for the fans who were willing to sit and watch and pay attention to what they were doing. Yeah. Um, and, and I love it. Sasha Banks is absolutely my favorite wrestler right now has been Mm -hmm. probably since that night. Um, and let me tell you this, I get so frustrated. Because when someone finds out I'm a wrestling fan, if they're a current fan, they will usually ask me who my favorite wrestler is. Mm-hmm. And, I, and my, my question is, because this is how my brain works, my question is, all time or current? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I think. Be more specific with your question, please. Um, <laughs> so the, usually it's current that they want to know. And I tell them Sasha Banks. And almost always, of course, I teach college, too. So usually I'm being asked this by a college guy. But almost always the reaction is, oh, Yeah. Or something along those lines. As if the only reason I could like a female wrestler or the only reason a female wrestler could be my favorite is because of what she looks like. Right. And, you know, shove it. But yeah. she deserves better than that. She has worked so hard. And who, if, if anybody else, I'm sure lots of people, their favorite wrestler is probably Yo Shirai, Kairi Singh, Charlotte, Becky, whoever. They all deserve better than that. Yeah. Um, are some of them attractive? Of course. Some of the guys are too. You know, if I look like Roman Reigns, my life would be a lot different right now. <laughs> but they all work so hard. Um, and they, they deserve better than just assuming the only reason you can be a fan of a female wrestler is because of their appearance. Uh, Sasha has made me a true wrestling fan again. Probably more of a fan than I've been since I was young, almost since I was a kid, probably. So um, I'm appreciative to her for that. And it's all due to her and those that she works with. She hasn't done it alone. Um, and what she does in the ring and on TV as a performer. Yes, I, I totally agree with you. And I and I get that as well when I do talk to people about wrestling and I get that same question. Who's your favorite? Again, and in my head, it's all time, current, 90s, 2000s, like give, give me an era, uh, you know, kind of thing. But, and when I, say that you know like one of the, like becky's one of my favorites uh uh again mickey james and and it's kind of the same thing it's like oh you like the women it's like yeah but not because not just because they're women <laughs> not just right. because they're attractive which again most of them are they're all very pretty people um but I, again it, it's more than that it's it's performance even not on the technical side but just how they handle the microphone. Like Alexa Bliss is so great on the mic. Um, She's tremendous. And you she know, has a, a, as good a grasp on her character as anyone I know. Yeah. I, and like the stuff they're doing with her now is just fantastic. I'm loving every minute of it. Um, but yeah, then, you know, Sasha, who is great in the ring, good at 
selling. And that's another thing is um, I know we, we were talking about Kevin Nash recently. And also for those who don't know, for my birthday this year, St- Stephen got Kevin Nash to uh, uh, send me a cameo and basically just talked to me for like 25 minutes about <laughs> anything under the sun. It was the it coolest was, thing yeah. ever. It wasn't actually 20, but it was long. It was like it was a long one. It was, it was yeah. 10 or 15 minutes. It was, it was pretty lengthy. Um, he, he, he gave me my money's worth. That's for it sure. It was definitely spectacular. And again, yeah. thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, recently uh, he had some comments uh, and he was talking about how much he loves Sasha as well. And that one of the lost arts that he feels in wrestling is selling. Mm-hmm. And he says he loves how Sasha sells a move. It's not like some of these people that, you know, hit, get hit with a power bomb and then, you know, kick out at one, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and they don't yeah. sell the move and the impact. Or and, get hit with a body slam and stay down for 15 minutes. Yeah. You know, it you works know, the other way too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was very interesting. Um, In fact, and he said that he said that he would choose her to be in the NWO. Yeah. Yeah. That's high praise. I mean, come on. I, yep. Too sweet. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, uh, Sasha is tremendous. Of course, Bailey, um, to see her progression as she was the last of the four horsewomen to get the call up to the big stage as we'll call mm-hmm. it. Um, but what the work she's doing now as a heel is probably the best work. Oh, easily. Hands down. Um, Charlotte, 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 she's phenomenal. She is, she's the queen. She's going to give you an A-plus match and with almost anybody. She'll work and make anybody look good, just like her dad did. Yeah. Rick can make almost anybody look good in the ring. Charlotte can make anybody else look good in the ring, regardless of their, I mean, Brett was the same way. Yeah. How they could take someone who wasn't as talented and make them look like a million bucks. Yeah. Uh, And of course, Becky Lynch, uh, we can't talk about this without talking about Becky um, and how she is one of the um, probably the reason, along with Ronda Rousey and the and the name and the the prestige of her, you know, former UFC champion, uh, then coming to the WWE and how that led us to a main event of WrestleMania mm-hmm. uh, with the women. But of course, that happened in stages too, right? Because yes. First. You had Sasha and Bailey as co-main event in Brooklyn, right, for NXT, and then you had Sasha and Bailey the actual main event later that year in October, um, and then you had Sasha and Charlotte main event Hell in a Cell 2016, right, um, and they also main evented some Raws, and so it it was building. It was, it was building. just a question of who's who's going to do it, and honestly, it happened sooner than I thought it was going to. Uh, that extra boost probably was Ronda Rousey. Uh, there's no probably. It was. It was Ronda Rousey. I, I think without Ronda, probably wouldn't have happened that quickly. Um, but I don't think it would have been that far behind either. Yeah, I, I think it was kind of twofold. I think it was half Rousey and then half the accident punch from Nia Jax. Mm-hmm. Bloodying Becky Lynch and then her persona kind of augmenting. She was on that path to the man, and that's what really solidified it. And then people kind of like that that image of Stone Cold from him and Bret Hart, and it's him in the sharpshooter, just the teeth and the blood just running down. 
And then there was the image of Becky standing up in the stands with her arms outstretched and the, and the, the crimson mask that she's wearing. Nose. Yeah. Well, and, and another that also had the effect of canceling the match that, that Becky and Ronda were supposed to have at Survivor Series. Right. And we got Charlotte and Ronda instead, which was awesome, by the way. Still a great match. match. Yeah. Um, but we were supposed to get Becky and Ronda, and so we didn't get that match. And so it kind of made the, the fans want to see that match since we didn't get to see it the first time around. And so it, it gave more weight to seeing those two finally get their hands on each other. And I think that also added to the significance of the match at WrestleMania. Yes. And, and, and before we move on, let's pause, take a step back and talk about evolution, the yes. show evolution, which is right around that time. Um, and just how important that was um, for them to get their first, all women's pay-per-view. Well, first and only right now. Only so far. Yeah. So far. Um, hoping that changes. <laughs> yeah. It really yeah. needs to. Um, but yeah, that, that first evolution show and how amazing that was. Um, of course, now to back up even a little bit further, we did get our first women's Royal rumble match earlier that year, mm-hmm. which was very cool. Um, and had a, another one of my, my favorite moments with Mickey and Trish kind of re-meeting in the ring. That was, and the yeah. crowd got into it too. It was like, oh, goosebumps. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, and one anyway. of my favorite one of my favorite moments when Sasha eliminated Trish. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See right. ya, Trish. Only to get uh uh backstabbed by the Bella Twins. <laughs> yeah. Well, it took two of them to get Sasha out. So that's true. Uh but also let's not let's not skip over uh a big part of NXT. And a big part of WWE then, now, and the whole women's revolution, uh, Asuka. Mm-hmm. Can't go anywhere without talking about her. What a rise. The undefeated streak mm-hmm. um, that led her into that uh, match with Charlotte at WrestleMania that she shouldn't have lost. Uh, <laughs> I think there have been several matches that Charlotte won that she shouldn't have won. Yeah, I think that's um, probably one of them. Not Charlotte's not, fault. No, not Charlotte's fault. It's just the way they booked it. Yeah. I get it. But I, if it were me, I would have booked. I wouldn't have booked the streak to end there. Right. Um, regardless of who she would have been facing, it wouldn't have mattered if it was Charlotte or anyone else. I just would not have let the streak be defeated there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but yeah, Oscar, what a rise and what a great superstar. Um, and didn't even have to speak very much English, but you didn't care. No, no, no still don't. She she yeah. gets her point across. Yeah. And she does. She does so in a, a fun, entertaining way. You can't help but kind of feel her her energy and feel her passion for what she's doing, and you it's infectious. You can't take your eyes off of her when she gets yeah. going, man. You're just like, I don't, I don't know what you're saying, but I'm into it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I agree with it. Yeah, <laughs> you could be calling me a stupid American five hundred times in a row, and I'm just going to say yeah because it, <laughs> it, it sounds good. Um, I just hope you're not saying that you hate Nesquik. As long as right. you're not saying you hate Nesquik, I'm with you. <laughs> Treat your mom right. Uh, but the evolution. Um, I I was at evolution because right. I was I was so was I was and am so into the women's division. Like again, they're they're why I love wrestling, not why I watch it, but why I love it right now and why I have for for years. So I wanted to be there for that. So I, I flew to uh, Nassau Coliseum. Well, I didn't fly to Nassau. They didn't land me at Nassau. I flew to New York. And then made my way to Nassau uh, and sat in the third row at Evolution. And you know what? It, first of all, it was t- 
top to bottom, maybe the most fun I've had at a show. Um, I, I was into every match, and you could feel how happy the performers were, how happy those women were to be doing what they were doing. Secondly, the crowd was the best crowd I've been a part of because they were just as happy for them as the performers were. Everybody was on the same page. Everybody was there to have fun. Everybody was enjoying the show. Nobody was being a smart mark and trying to get themselves over with silly chants. Nobody was was crapping on a performer because they didn't like their work rate or because they only have eight moves instead of 12 moves. Um, it wasn't about that. It was about appreciating what these women were bringing, appreciating that they were getting this opportunity, having fun, and loving wrestling. And that that's one of my favorite nights I've ever had as a wrestling fan. I'm so glad I went. It was not cheap. Um, <laughs> cab ride was $100 from the hotel, from, from the airport to the hotel. That was not Jeez. a cheap trip. Um, but uh, I, I'm so glad I went. It was absolutely one of the best shows I've been to, one of my favorite nights as a wrestling fan. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and what a great show it was. I mean, really, even, I mean, I was watching it at home, um, but still fantastic. Still yeah. so good. Um, and, and and because they had a, a match on the show, a young classic. Yes. Um, and how that helped them really find some talent and, and bring some new talent in. Like uh, Io Shirai, not Io Shirai, I'm sorry, no, yeah, Kyrie well, Sane. Well, well, yeah, Kyrie Io Sane Shirai, yes. Yeah. Uh, Kyrie Sane, um, yeah. uh, Shayna Sane. Baszler, yeah. wow. Yeah. Um, I know she's currently one of our favorites, uh, both yeah. collectively. Um, and then uh, Tony Storm. Storm, Bianca Belair was in there. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, even some people in that tournament that aren't currently working for uh, the company, but have went on to other success. Tessa uh, Blanchard. Yeah. Tessa Blanchard being most notable, I think of those, yeah. uh, I believe Brett Baker might've even been in there. Maybe. I don't think no, no. Okay. I'm thinking wrong. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, but still lots and lots big of swole. big, big swole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, how they were able to, to put that together and, People were definitely interested to see it, mm-hmm. uh, and we got to see this new talent, some of which they brought in, which was great. And again, at Evolution, I think that was uh, Kyrie and Shayna, right? Uh, no, that was for the NXT Women's Championship. At Evolution, it was the finale of the second one with Tony Storm and Io Shirai. Okay, okay. Yeah. Joke, Both I, matches, by the way, I felt honored to be at. There aren't many fans in America who have gotten to see Tony Storm and Io Shirai perform live. Um, true. There will be more now that Tony Storm is in NXT proper, but up right. to that point, there had been barely any. Um, so that was really cool to be a part of that. And uh, of course, I Kyrie is one of my all-time favorites, and Shayna is one of my current favorites. And so seeing them wrestle, uh, that was great too. But yeah, the the May Young Classic, um, like you said, it brought in other talents that maybe wouldn't have had a chance otherwise. It exposed the fans to talents outside of the main promotion um and it's just given so many opportunities for the 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 wrestlers and for the fans to expand their horizons and to see what else is out there in terms of women's wrestling and it's not all just what we're used to seeing 
there's so much more out there in terms of personalities, in terms of wrestling styles. And um, the more we can mix it up, the better. Yeah. And, and that's what I love as we kind of bridge from evolution into heading into that main event of WrestleMania. Of course, we get to um, what a great story they told with Becky leading into that um, as we went from Survivor Series. Of course, she couldn't be in the match. So, as you said, we had Ronda and Charlotte. Fantastic match. Awesome. Top to bottom. Then we get to December. And we get the triple threat uh, ladder match, I believe, if I remember correctly. Uh, and to a lot of people's surprise, Asuka wins the championship. Yep. And we're like, okay, okay. So that sets up a match with her and Becky at the Rumble. And then everybody's just like, okay. This is SmackDown Championship. Yeah, yeah. the SmackDown Championship, excuse me, because mm-hmm. we do have two at this point. Um, and I remember it was like, okay. And it was funny because the Vegas odds still had Becky winning the women's rumble, even though she's not officially in it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but again, people can kind of see where they're going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it worked very well. What I, I thought, what a fantastic match she had with Oscar. Um, and a, what an inventive finish. I really love the finish of that match. Mm-hmm. And then she taps and then it's like, okay, whoa, whoa. Becky. She yeah, Becky, Becky. Yeah, sorry. Becky loses taps to Oscar. Uh, pronouns, pronouns, pal. Right. Uh, uh, but uh, and then we get to the Rumble, and it's going fantastically. And then it was Lana, who had the ankle injury, uh, air quotation marks, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which then allowed Becky to come down. She's arguing with uh, Finley because Finley obviously has the final say. <laughs> And then right, he says, he says yes. go to the ring. Um, this is where you, you kind of like, okay, we'll just, we'll, we'll pause on that continuity right there. <laughs> it's fine. Um, right. But comes to the ring, ends up winning, comes down and get that face-to-face with Charlotte. Um, in, ends up winning the match and the crowd just went nuts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what they wanted. They wanted that more than anything. Yeah. Um, probably more than anything else on that show, period. They wanted to see Becky win the women's rumble yeah. more than any other match on that card. Yeah. Um, and earlier in the night, Ronda and Sasha put on a heck of a match. Yeah. A heck of a match as well. A heck of a match. Um, showing that Ronda can wrestle. People don't want to admit that, but Ronda is good at this. Um, I, I'm, I'm not crazy about an outsider coming in and taking the top spot from all these other women who have worked so hard for it for so long. Like I can understand some resentment towards that, but that's not her fault and you can't blame her for, for her booking. And you certainly can't blame her for doing what she does so well. And she does. She had a great match with Charlotte. She had a better match with Sasha. Um, I think those were probably the two best matches she had in the year that she was there. Um, but not the only good matches by any stretch of the imagination. She, I, I never saw her wrestle and go, Oh man, she stunk the joint up. Not once. I I would I would venture to say probably the best first year of any wrestler in history. Maybe yeah, you've got Brock in there too. Um, okay, I, yeah, Brock. I, I guess I guess it depends on when we're starting to measure the year. I guess so. If you're starting from day one, then yeah, probably yeah. Yeah, I was like from from first match. Yeah. To a year later. Yeah. Um, I think I think she come from WrestleMania to WrestleMania. She was just the top. She was on fire. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, 
uh, things go around, shenanigans, we get a triple threat now uh, to for both belts at WrestleMania. Still would have been the one-on-one. Yes, I agree. I agree. Um, but again, not their fault. That's how it was booked. Um, and it was still a good match. Mm -hmm. Still like the match. Um, and we got Becky being crowned as the champion, um, which if it was one-on-one, I still think that's the way it would have went. Yeah. I still, Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it would have, because Ronda was on her way out. So, yeah. So, and you get Becky two belts and it main events WrestleMania and, I, I, okay, did it live up to the hype? I the match? Yes. The match, I, for me, no. Not 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 in terms of match quality. Okay. Um, it wasn't bad. Um, but I, I wouldn't rank it as one of my top WrestleMania matches or main events. But it was still worthy of the spot. Okay, uh, yeah. It, it's also not the worst WrestleMania main event. Oh, no, not by I mean, far. It, no, no. I mean, Undertaker, Sid, Triple H, Randy Orton. I mean, the, those off the top of my head were, were worse. And, you know, I could come up with plenty more, too. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm not saying it, it wasn't good. I It wasn't as good as I thought it would be. Um, but that can, you know, whatever. It happens. Yeah. They still worked for it. They still earned it. And uh, I think as far as name value goes, yes. I, yes. I, I do think they deserved it. And I do think it... It was the proper main event for that show. I think marquee value-wise, it overshadowed anything else on that card. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what a, what a fantastic uh, moment for the women to have that main event. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then going forward, as we kind of roll it into the current product um, now, and just, like, what are your feelings on how, how it's going currently with women's I've, wrestling? And not just WWE, because um, I know you watch a lot of stardom. Yes. Um, and if you want to speak a little bit about that and how that is yeah. influencing you. Yeah. Um, I'll start with WWE, because that's what we've been talking about. I, I'm really enjoying what they're doing right now. Um, the the women, It was the summer of the women. Uh, Sasha and Bailey ran wild over the product. Um, Asuka was standing tall and doing her thing. Um, and when the three of them, along with Kyrie Thane, got together, man, that that was good stuff. Um, yeah. Excellent stuff. We've got Io Shirai holding down the fort on NXT. Um, so, yeah, at least at the time that we're recording this. Um, yeah. We'll, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, we'll, uh, yeah, they're, they're taking the best that they have and they're putting them on top. And they're also giving others an opportunity to 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 grow at the same time so uh yeah i'm i'm loving what wwe is doing right now i could deal with more of it um i I, i'm not going to be completely happy until there are as many women's matches on a show as there are men's matches um on every show that's when i'll be satisfied um but you know we can get there um, but yeah, stardom. Uh, I got into stardom this year. Um, I, I hate to say it was the death of Hanukkah that that got me there, but it was. Um, when when she passed, I I I was so just crushed by just the the circumstances around that. Um, please, folks, don't don't harass these people that are yeah. that are trying to entertain us. Um, people are so mean on social media, and it's why. What do you get out of it? Yeah. Um, 
she took her own life because because people were mean to her and um it hurts it hurts and you know i felt like and and later as as i looked more into it i discovered it really that in that case it wasn't so much the wrestling fans it was the watchers of of terrace house that did it the reality show that she was that she was on um but we've all seen wrestling fans tweet some pretty horrible things to be just as toxic yeah absolutely um and i i felt like wow a community i'm part of and have been for most of my life took someone's life essentially and i I felt so bad about i had no part in it directly but i felt i felt a responsibility and i said i there's, there's nothing anybody can do she's gone but on that day i said i'm gonna look her up and and look up some of her matches and just watch some of her matches because what else can I do? Um, right. So I, I pulled up some of her matches from Stardom on YouTube, and I and I watched a few of them, and I liked it. And I thought, you know, Stardom, the promotion, her friends, they're they're hurting so much right now. I'm going to subscribe to to their to their product, and I'm going to give it a chance and see what it is. And you know what? Even if I don't like it. Um, they can have my nine bucks a month because right. they they need it. They're hurting. They can have it. Um, what's nine bucks going to do? It's not going to break me. Um, but I loved it. It's it's and still love it. It's what I was talking about earlier. It's exciting. It's dramatic, but it's believable. Um, mostly, every once in a while, you have something, but for the most part. Um, it's it's absolutely believable. It's everything I love about wrestling. When they do comedy matches, it's not silly pies in your face comedy. It's character based comedy mm-hmm. um, that you can believe, that you can see someone in real life doing. Um, and so I there there I love everything about it. And quickly, a lot of their roster have have found themselves in my top ten favorites, current favorites. Um, and so I advise anyone. If you know if if you have time and you want to give something new a chance, um, and you like hard hitting, fast paced, but believable wrestling, give Stardom a chance. If you like grappling, if you like submission wrestling, you've got Julia, you've got Konami. They oh Julia has some of the most gruesome looking submission holds I've ever seen. I cringe. Watch her matches with Tom Nakano and. Oh, I don't know why <laughs> Tom keeps coming back. Um, <laughs> I, I would have I not only tapped out in the first match, I would have tapped out for the career. I'm like, I'm not letting anyone put me in that again. Um, <laughs> just unreal. Just whatever kind of wrestling you like, it's there and it's good. Um, and you can tell how much they love it. There's a genuine camaraderie amongst that roster that you can sense. And a camaraderie between the roster and the audience. And it's like a family. And I feel like I'm part of this family from from the other side of the world. And so I definitely love it. So the, if if you're feeling bad about maybe some of the, the recent stuff with the guys that broke, you know, with the way that they were towards women and things being revealed, and you're like, I don't know which guys I can trust, but I still love wrestling, try stardom. And I, I wish I had time to do other women's promotions, and hopefully I will at some point. I want to get into more. Um, I'm doing what I can. I, th- I think you are too, Tim. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're, 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 we're busy. we got a lot going on. 
Um, but yeah, absolutely give stardom a chance. Give yourself at least time enough to learn their names. And if by that point you don't like it, then okay. But uh, I, I think you will. And I, and Tim, say what you want. And then I've got a question for you that I that I did not prep you for. Oh, okay. Uh, well, yeah, I was just going to add because I just recently started with stardom at, at uh, your suggestion. Uh, and after hearing how much you liked it, you know, wanting to give it a chance, not only just for show purposes and what we're talking about, but also to hopefully uh, experience what you're feeling with it and get into it like you are. I've only gotten into, again, a few matches, so I, I'm still very fresh into it. I've liked what I've seen. Um, but again, I'm still at that stage of learning who people are and and yep. starting to understand it's that. It's a but, bit of a learning curve, yeah. Right. Um, but as I said, with you following stardom, like I keep up with um, and check in with like Impact uh, Wrestling. Uh, some real good talent down there that I really like. Uh, Jordan Grace is amazing. Up until recently, Tessa Blanchard, of course, was there. She's now basically a free agent, uh, rumored to be talking to WWE. We'll see. We'll see. Also rumored to be talking to AEW. Everybody, I'm sure, is interested. But, right. Um, but also checking in with AEW. They got some good talent there, even though I don't think they've quite put it together yet on how to really, really utilize the women. Yeah. At least not on the main show. Uh, right. You see them a lot on uh, the internet show, AEW Dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they give them lots of time, and it's great. But mm-hmm. I'd really like to see them push it a little bit more in the main roster because, mm-hmm. uh, like, Britt Baker, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a big Hikaru Shida fan. Uh, Hikaru um, Shida is off. She just yeah. had an amazing match with uh, Big Swole uh, mm-hmm. last week. That was really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Jordan Grace and Diana Perazzo put on a show at, I believe it was Slammiversary mm-hmm. uh, earlier this year. Mm-hmm. One of the best women's matches uh, I've seen in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was just really, really good. And I, and I'd seen Diana Perazzo in NXT. Um, mm-hmm. I remember her briefly there, uh, but didn't, she shouldn't register with me really right. at that point. And then she came in and I was like, oh, okay. And then bam, it's like, oh, whoa. Okay. This girl can go. Yeah. She's good. Yeah. Um, and then Emma, of course, has just popped into impact as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, um, Tenille Dashwood. Tenille Dashwood. Um, mm-hmm. And she had a good match with Jordan Grace recently. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Jordan Grace is one of those kind of, you're going to have a good match if you're in there with Jordan Grace. Mm-hmm. She, she's good enough to to improve whoever she's with, and you're always going to have quality. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm a big fan. Um, and again, it's out there. It's outlandish. I love Rosemary. I love okay. the demon assassin. I love the over the top, like 1992 early Undertaker mythos type right. underworld darkness stuff. They have this angle going on right now where she's going to keep getting married and they need to resurrect James Mitchell, who's dead <laughs> <laughs> from an earlier storyline. So he can officiate the wedding. It's ridiculous. I like ridiculous sometimes, though. Yeah. I think it's entertaining, but. Let's not forget wrestling's supposed to be fun. Yes, it's supposed to be fun. And and, and as as you said when you were talking about the situation with uh with Hannah Kimura and the toxicity in, in the fandom uh that happens on the internet a lot, and that's the opposite. That's what we don't want to be. That's why we want that's why we're positively wrestling. We want you to be positive about it. We want to talk about what we really love, what we like, and not focus. Are we gonna talk about some negative stuff? Yes, it's gonna happen, but 
We want to focus on what we really, really enjoy. And like I say, for me, sometimes it's that over-the-top, crazy, wacky stuff. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but anyway, you said you had a question. I have a question. I didn't prep you for this. Okay. So, I want you to give me two names, Tim. Two names. I want you to give me two, and I'll, I'll do the same after after you. Two names, I'm putting you on the spot, of okay. women who you predict will be big stars worldwide in the future. Now, the criteria. They cannot have been a Raw or SmackDown champion. Okay. They can be in WWE, okay. but they cannot. They can have been NXT champion, okay. but they cannot have been Raw or SmackDown or Divas champion if if that would happen to to qualify. So, anywhere, anywhere, okay. two names. Who who do you predict? At least, if given the opportunity, will be a big star. Uh, one, and it's kind of a cheat because I think it's a foregone conclusion. Rhea Ripley, okay. I think, is destined to be the top wrestler in the women's division sometime in the next probably two to three years. Okay. Um, I think she's going to get to that maybe even sooner, but I I really think that's the trajectory she's going to be on. I think she has the talent for it. Mm -hmm. 100%. She's different. She's Mm -hmm. a beast. I think, uh, I I think she's going to be up there Uh, for the second one. I mean, Honestly, because I was just so impressed, I think Diana Perazzo. Okay, all right. I, I I think whether it's with her staying with Impact or maybe jumping ship to another show eventually, coming back to WWE, moving to AEW, whatever. I think she's going to be a much bigger name two years from now than people think she's going to be. Okay. I think some people might have her pegged as kind of she's kind of the flavor of the month and she won't stick around or mm-hmm. be at the top of the card later on down, but I think in a couple of years she might be. Okay. All right. For me, I'm going to start with Tony Storm. Okay. Tony, Tony Storm, she's just now starting to be full-time here in the States. Uh, that's going to up her profile. Yep. Um, I would have picked her anyway, uh, but now that it's going to up her profile, and physically she can go as well as anybody can go. Um, she's one of the few gaijins, we'll say, that I've seen able to hold her own with the stardom roster maybe the only one that I've seen come into stardom and really keep pace with what they do over there. Um, So she's got it physically. She's got the look. She's got the charisma. um, She's fun to listen to. All she needs is that opportunity. The other one, I'm going to go with stardom's Momo Watanabe. Um, She is only 20 years old. Okay. At the age of 17, I noticed, because I've been going back through, through the archives in stardom as well. And so at, at, at 15, 16, 17, I noticed every time somebody came in that was new and was having their first match, they were put with Momo. And I realized that's a huge compliment because that means Sonny Ogawa, who runs Stardom, knows what a talent Momo is and knows that he can put someone who's not wrestled in front of a crowd before in there with Momo and it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, and she is that good. Uh, she's not flashy, but... She's got a presence, and she's got um, she's very versatile. She can do submission, she can do high flying, she can do grappling, she can do striking, um, and there's just something about her you want to watch. And she's only twenty, and if she's that good now, what's she going to be in five years? Yeah. And so I think if she wants, and she might not want to come to WWE, she might love Stardom enough that she wants to stay there. But if she chose to, and if I, I think it would help if Triple H was running things. 
rather than Vince. But um, I think if she comes over at the right time and chooses to and wants to, uh, she she is going to be a huge name. All right. Yeah. This is why I got to get it more into stardom. So I know these people you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I will say honorable mention to Britt Baker. I think she's got a big future ahead of her as well. Yeah, um, I think she could. over in yeah. AEW. Yeah, uh, she's she's one. Of, she's a gr- some great character. I mean, she's good in the mm-hmm. ring, mm-hmm. but some of her promos lately, now that she's kind of gone full heel in AEW, are pretty spectacular. Yeah, pretty spectacular. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, great question. Great question. I love that. Um, and yeah, and today's product is really good. I, I I really do gravitate more towards the women. I'm really looking forward to. Uh, going forward, some of the programs that are going on, um, it'll kind of reveal kind of when we're recording this, but you know, like the Sasha Bailey, uh, getting ready for hell in a cell here shortly. Yep. Um, as we record this, we're, we're five days out from that. Yeah. Five days out from that. Um, and yeah, that talk about something that we've been wanting for so long years, (laughs) so long and that they've teased us with in four years. For years, and then I mean, they had to go to couples counseling, basically, yeah. and, <laughs> yeah. and that yeah. halted the whole thing. Um, yeah. And it's it's one of those things, and because of the era that we're in now, with um, the, the, the 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 Thunderdome era is what I'll say, crowdless mm-hmm. wrestling. Um, well, at least in WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, well, for the most part, NXT they have like the few people around the ring, but it's it's not the same. Yeah. Same thing with like AEW, they, they they're bringing a select number of fans and letting yeah. them in, which is helping, but it's still not quite there. Impact doesn't do that at all. They still it's just empty arena straight yeah. up, and it doesn't take away from the product. Right. Uh, I I think that's the one thing I will give kudos to the performers um, to have to go from an environment where you get to feed off the energy of the crowd, mm-hmm. and then have to go out there and do it cold. Yeah. Um, yeah, as someone who is a performer himself has done theater and everything else, when a crowd is there and into it and you're getting cheers or they're laughing with you or whatever the case may be as a performer, you, you feed off that. Absolutely. You sh- it, it definitely can help your performance yeah. and help you get into it. Um, so kudos to all of them, uh, for being uh, male, female, whatever, for being able yeah. to carry on in these times and still it, it's give helped. Us. It's helped to a five live. They're actually getting a bigger reaction now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Two Oh five live needs to go away. <laughs> no offense guys. It's not the talent. It's, it's the not presentation the talent. of the talent. Yeah. And it needs to be replaced by an all women show. Absolutely. I th- that. Uh, yep. I, that I've felt that way for a while. I think yep. that's what really needs to happen. Um, because I mean, you can have those two hundred five live matches, those the, the cruiserweights or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them. Yeah, and uh, you can put them on other shows. You can put them on NXT. You can put them on Raw. Give them I mean, the- we've seen it with Ali and yeah. with Murphy, and and yeah, yeah. So it's perfectly viable on main roster shows. Yeah, and, and let's give an hour every single week to the women. Yes, agreed. I don't see why that, that should be a big deal. Come on, Vince, right. get it right. Let's <laughs> do it. Let's do it. <laughs> um. But anyway, um, anything else you'd like to add on the I'm Women's good. Revolution? No, I'm just appreciative to all of them, and uh, I would love to pretend that at least one of them is listening to me right now, and um, uh, I just keep it up, and thank you for making me a fan again. 
Yeah, I, I echo the sentiment. Um, hopefully, uh, I mean, that's the dream. Maybe at some point, one day down the road, uh, some of these performers will get to hear this podcast that we're putting together and um, help us understand. out. Folks. Huh? Help us well, out, folks. Spread that's right. Help us out and, 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 and understand why we appreciate them so much. And we really love the work that you guys and gals do. Um, but yeah, and speaking of that, yeah, spread the love. Uh, if you like what you hear here at Positively Wrestling, uh, tell your friends. Feel free to share uh, any of the links, depending on where you're listening to this, whatever podcast platform you're on. If you're on YouTube, like, share, subscribe. If you see us on Facebook or anything like that, throw us a like, subscribe to the page, anything. And if you want to reach out, I'm uh, at Timothy K on Twitter. Steve, how can they get a hold of you? I'm at Bizarro Doom on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, send us any of your questions, anything you'd like to hear us talk about uh, during the show, uh, or any maybe an idea for a special show we can do somewhere down the road. Uh, but, yeah, or just, hey, tell us what you love about wrestling. Drop us a line about what your favorite moment of the week or, or that night of Raw that you saw was. Um, anything to help spark a conversation. Yeah. But, anyway... That's going to do it for us today. Uh, stay tuned for more episodes coming down the line here at Positively Wrestling. You guys stay safe out there, and we'll talk to you later. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Plus WrestleCast. That's P-L-U-S-W-R-E-S-T-L-E-C-A-S-T. On Twitter at Plus WrestleCast. You can also find me at Timothy K., and Steven at Bizarro Doom. Also, search for us on Facebook by just typing in Positively Wrestling. We hope you enjoy the show and we'll tune back in for many, many weeks to come. Thanks for listening to Positively Wrestling. <laughs>